Welcome back to The Climb, the StarCraft II podcast focused on the Below Masters Blue Collar Leagues. I am your host, Will, a.k.a. Lord Cranial. Hello, my name is Dan. I go by Captain Hoppa. Each episode, we will dive into the ups and downs of the Diamond Ladder experience while searching for the secrets to get good. Yep, we're just two normal players looking to climb to that next rung of the ladder. We hope you enjoy the discussion tonight. Tonight, we will be revisiting a previous topic that we have discussed before, practice. There's only one way to climb the ladder, consistent, diligent practice. Making sure that your timings are tight, your build orders are crisp, and your splits are immaculate is a surefire way to climb the ranks and finally get good. Yeah, but before we hop into the topic tonight, Dan, I have a question for you. How is the ladder experience going for you, my friend? It's it's going pretty well, I think. It's uh I don't know if this is like a post Valencia Maru effect where I'm getting a lot of like battle cruisers and just I feel like every Terran I've played has done either mech or something super super aggressive and i don't know it sometimes it goes in my favor and i can hang on and power through and sometimes it's not and i'm just like mad at battle cruisers but uh other than that i feel like it's going great uh i just feel like the terrans that i've been playing lately have been like extra cheeky and uh i don't know it's a, it's a mixed bag i guess is the 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 real summary no, I've been watching your streams recently, and it seems like a lot of the Terrans have decided that, uh, yeah, just to hell with the normal way of playing. We're going to make planetary fortresses that are naturals, and we're going to go straight to mech and battle cruisers and whatnot. It's been, it, it's, it really has looked like a real roller coaster for you in uh, ZVT recently. <laughs> yeah, I even forgot about the planetary ones because those are even different than the regular mech ones. It's like a, it's like an elevated form of insane mech person. Uh, but yeah, no, I feel like I had a day where I had like two planetary Terrans in the same day, which is like a little odd, but also just, yeah, it's uh, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing you have to know how to deal with. And again, I feel pretty good at knowing how to deal with it, but also sometimes it just, uh, it just crumbles in front of you, you know? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you really do have to know like, when it is acceptable to engage into a planetary fortress i'm actually that just goes for mech too if you have to know when you can actually push into a tank line and still come out okay or you just kind of die on the spot and there's no coming back from it yeah have you been doing anything different in zbt to deal with this kind of stuff or just doing the same old thing not really so like again my default zvt approach which is roach ravager non-stop is is actually really good for dealing with most mech builds and most like aggressive plays like any sort of timing attack or anything like i'm, I'm in great shape from a build order perspective i'm in great shape it may or it may not be from like an execution standpoint but that's you know that's me doing it um but from a build order standpoint i think i always match up really well versus mech players um and you know it's that kind of it's it's kind of this balance between being aggressive and being patient right being patient right so uh sometimes i'm being aggressive and i'm destroying bases other times i'm being too aggressive and i'm running into fights that i really shouldn't be running into um like like i uh, i'll talk about this for the low light but i basically just like headbutted like 
six mines like over and over again until until I died and it's like like I know why I was being aggressive but it's also like I also know that because I was being so aggressive I I ended up putting myself in a pretty terrible spot but that's that's the name of the game and uh that's that's just business as usual for me honestly our low lights might be really similar tonight honestly just from the sound of it but yeah I I definitely understand that like wanting to be the aggressive player rather than the player that want that has to sit back and kind of get yourself situated before you can actually engage into some of these players and it as the aggressive player it, it feels really annoying you start to get kind of antsy sitting around in your base just like i really want to get out there and attack and it's actually kind of funny because a lot of my coaching coaching sessions have been like you don't have the supply to attack. You really just need to just chill out for a minute. Like just build yourself up for uh, just build yourself up to like 175 supply and then consider doing something. It's just like, no, but like if I don't do something like they're going to get ahead, it's like they're already ahead. You've got to try and get, you got to try and claw it back. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, you're like, I'm trying to stop this thing. And then you look at the replay and you're like, that ship has already sailed. Like, and not even a little bit sailed like it is gone off into the horizon already and like it's it's very eye-opening because again that that urgency in that situation is just so harmful to yourself you know um but that's 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 part of the process you know you got to figure that out and uh when it works, it looks like I'm a genius, right? Like, it, it looks like I totally knew that this fight was going to win me the game. Like, it, it really does look cool. But then when it doesn't work, and usually when it doesn't work, it doesn't work, like, two or three tries in a row. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then it just looks like, I don't know what this guy thinks he's doing. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's, sometimes it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, So sometimes it just takes some wearing down. So have you been... Uh, progressing at all in ZVP or ZVZ recently? Um, yeah, so I don't know. I I've I feel like I've ran into barely any Protosses in the past like week or so. Like I just I get I'll, like I'll ladder and I'll get like one Protoss or something, which is just all right, I guess. Like uh, and uh, I felt like you know the last time we spoke, I was getting a lot more. You know, I was doing a lot of custom games, but I was also getting a lot of Protosses on the ladder. And, and I think that the ladder Protosses are also just you know, their own unique puzzle to solve. And I felt like I was handling the uniqueness of my opponents very well. Um, but then if I just hit one, it's like, I, I feel like I don't get the, the reps in, in the same way. And, uh, you know, I'm still, I'm still doing a decent amount of custom games in ZVP, but, uh, it's just, I'm playing so many Terrans on the ladder and, uh, even, even a couple more Zergs than, than usual too. So, you know, it's just, I, I don't really have control over the, the matchup balance I get on the ladder. So, uh, it's not as like I'm not as like crazy improving the way I felt like I was last time in ZVP, but it still feels good. Like like there's still a lot of things that I feel like are very much improved. I do think that maybe in ZVP I'm ready to kind of start refining it a little bit more, uh, just because I'm starting to see patterns in like the problems that I run into. Um, mainly stuff like my baneling nest doesn't have like a set time that it goes down, so I usually forget it. And sometimes my bane speed is late because that's the lagging. That's the lagging factor. Um, I'm getting better at hitting that kind of sharp, that sharp 66 drone timing. Uh, but sometimes I still feel like I'm delaying myself or I'm just not ready. Like I'm not ready at 7.30. I'm ready at like 8.15, you know, which is good. It's still pretty decent time in the game. But 
I, I feel like I just, I, I need more to feel confident before I take that engagement, you know? No, I, I, I definitely, definitely understand that. And, you know, as a Terran player who really likes their mid game timing attacks, like it's, it's a big thing to, uh, like have enough, but also hit at the right time. And it's, a uh, it's complicated. Like it's, uh, you really have to kind of tune in your build order pretty well in order to actually have enough units hitting at the exact right time. And it's like, it's, it's, it's tricky. I like, I, I totally feel you on that. Yeah. Well, and I think from some of the stuff, the coaching I got from pig is that I'm actually, I'm using the game timer a lot more than I usually do. Um, because that just kind of gives me a frame of reference that I can use. Because again, like I'm, I'm always very resistant to use the game timer. Uh, but when Pig's telling me to use the game timer, I'm like, all right, okay. But 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 it's also because I learned this from Pig, where Pig's like, yeah, don't use GM timings on your diamond builds. Like it's not gonna work, and it's probably gonna hurt you more because your build's just gonna be worse, right? But I'm getting better at using that and judging what I have and what's kind of happened in the game. But it's, yeah, it's it's getting there. But I still, uh, you know, work, work left to do, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, did you want to go ahead and jump into your highlights and lowlights? Sure. Um, my lowlight, since I already mentioned it, we'll just start with that one, I guess. Uh, this is a mech guy that I play a lot. Like I've run into him a lot on the ladder. I know he's mech. I know he's kind of weird mech too. Like it, it, it's it's one of these things where like I don't know. There's a handful of players I run into regularly where I'm like, okay, I know their deal. Like <laughs> you know, so I go in with a decent amount of confidence. And honestly, I think I have a winning record versus this player. Um, and and I always can. I, I have a good read. Let's just say I have a really good read on the things that they like to do. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it's a low ground wall off. They kind of hide information. Uh, they kind of deny the scouts. They play super safe behind the two base wall off, like, like really safe, like probably overly safe, like just all of these random units to kind of cover their bases. There's like one tank, one cyclone, two Marines in a bunker, uh, and then a double starport VC, right? So, I kind of got a read on the the starport mainly because I was like I haven't seen another unit, right? Like I see the tank and that's it. Like there's no other action outside of the natural. Like there's no hellions, there's no nothing. So I'm like just based on how long we've been in this game and how little I've seen, it has to be battle cruiser. So I kind of used that information and uh I was correct. Um and it's it's one of these things where I, I don't think I took too much damage to the BC. Again, I feel like I've been playing so many BC openers. It's it's relatively easy for me at this point to be like very calm and very like oh, okay, here they come. Like you know, like um, I was actually pretty proud of myself in some of these games where BCs warp in, and uh, I'm just very casually like taking gases at a different base, being like okay, well. Let's get the gas. Let's get the spy. Like, it's all routine to me at this point. Um, but the problem is, is that I, I feel like I did okay versus the opener. It's just, uh, I just kind of headbutted into planetaries and widow mines uh, like three or four times more than I probably needed to. And, you know, that definitely puts me behind. And again, my general rule of mech is 
if they get a fourth base up and fortify it, I'm I'm out. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So uh, I definitely threw away a lot of army into mines. And again, this is my co common thing for widow mines is uh, because I'm a roach guy. I'm I'm never intimidated by widow mines. Like I, I just like ah whatever they'll blow up who cares, but then when it's like over like eight mines I really need to be more careful with my detection and with uh like everything you know like just because it's it's so much like the difference between two mines and like six mines is is gigantic, um and you know you're also putting in detection you're putting in um you know just clumping your whole army like it's a mess and uh, I eventually lost this game uh you know. And, you know, it's uh, just another mecha game that I lose, but it happens. It, it's so hard to find some of these, like, leverage points versus mech, and it, sometimes it seems like they're forcing you to, uh, like, have to slam into, like, these walls of siege tanks or widow mines or whatnot. Do you think if you were just, like, a little bit more patient and maybe, like, didn't attack so gung-ho, like, you probably could have made a, a better situation out of the game? Um, I think so, but I also think I did take a pretty... Oh, yeah, I also forgot this. He was also really annoying with the Widow Mines uh, just, like, burrowed at my fourth base locations, which is just such a pain to deal with, uh, especially when you're not realizing it's happening, <laughs> you know? Like, like you, you just send a drone to take a fourth, and you don't even think about it, and then you look back, and there's nothing. There's, like, no base going. Like, I, I look back at my fourth to be like, oh, I'm gonna hotkey it now, and then there's literally nothing there, and I'm like, okay, I gotta get a unit, I gotta get detection, like, and it, it's, it's those little things that kind of added up to a point where I was just, like, really annoyed and really, like, off my game, and then the BCs are there as well, and then it's just like, I don't know, some, some games I feel like I can never settle, and uh, it, it definitely adds up over time, you know? No, yeah, that's pretty fair. It's in, in those type of really annoying game states, it is really difficult to just take a deep breath and figure out where you kind of stand. It's, it's something that I've been personally working on a lot recently. It's just like, if I, if I feel myself getting frustrated with the game, it's just like, I stop doing stuff for like a second take a deep breath and try to recenter and it's it's so hard to do it's it's a challenge in and of itself yeah i think i think it's one of these things too where it's like i think all of us as players want us to be in the like ideal situation right like you want to be in the spot where you're like my opener is tight my third base timing is really tight my you know worker production is going great but it's also another thing to be in a game and be like okay this is the situation that we are in <laughs> okay i know i know that we wanted a clean early game or we wanted a game where we could just drone up but you have to kind of throw that out the window and be like no no this is this is the space that I am existing in and what do I do here to stay in this game to get ahead in this game to uh you know find a way to gracefully leave this game you know you you really have to uh brush that off and, and again I I love having a good opener where I feel like it's great and I feel like it's you know things are going well right because if you feel like things are going well you're just going to be more confident in the rest of your decision making 
and uh some some games you just don't ever get that that feeling of having like a good foundation you know and and uh sometimes it still takes you know 10 minutes for for that to pay off not in your favor or whatever but uh yeah it's it's brutal sometimes yeah absolutely i i, I remember a few years back i was a, a really cranky ladder a really cranky starcraft 2 ladder player and would just like sometimes just leave games if the opening didn't go my way I, I still even leave games like if an adept gets into my base and starts shooting SCVs and I'm just like not having a good time with that. I'm just like, I, I, I'd rather just do the next game like this sucks. But yeah, it's it's so difficult to just like take stock of situations if it's just a, like a, a wild and wacky game or if you just opened like shit. Like it, it's something that all ladder players eventually will have to work on and like weird game states are just kind of part of the game. It's something that you can't necessarily plan for per match but you know you can start to like figure it out as they happen uh what about your highlight oh yeah so uh this was a zvz that i played um i was going all in on ling bane you know as as you do (laughs) I mean, as I do all the time, anyways. Um, but I was going all in versus this guy who uh, uh, I want to say he had a three base setup like mine, but he uh, he did a pretty good job, honestly. Like the wall, the first wall off was a little sketchy, but like he he managed to put together a pretty respectable defense. So I spent about two or three waves of Ling Bane just trying to blow stuff up, uh, blow up Static D, kill Queens, you know, really get in there, run into the main. Like we were doing it all. And uh, I was doing damage, but, like, not, like, conclusive, like, oh, I'm super far ahead now damage. Uh, And he's still rebuilding stuff. He's getting up the roach count. I'm killing roaches, but, like, he's also still making a lot of roaches. Uh, It's just one of these games where, like, I am super hard committed, but he's, like, getting to the point of stabilizing. Um, Eventually, he does get enough roaches out. And uh, I am behind. Uh, This is one of these things where I know that I am very far behind. And I also know that if my opponent pushes out across the map, uh, he will kill me. Uh, So (laughs) I am very aware of this game state. And... Um, I'm kind, I have all these links on the map, right? So th- the thing I have going for me is I have map control. I have no economy. I have no tech. Uh, I have three bases to two bases, but that's it. Those are the only advantages I have. So uh, the name of the game in that becomes to buy time and, um, you know, just make him nervous about moving out. So I kind of was bluffing a lot with my links on the map. Like I was just kind of running them around, you know, like like showing them to his overlords being like oh i'm over here oh i'm gonna be over here like just making him i don't know feel nervous or whatever um i don't know if that worked or not but that was my that was my thought uh he was kind of afraid to move out but i also think he made a mistake by trying to like take a third conservatively i think he i think he missed his window by doing that because that just allows me to get a good economy going um but even given that you know it's still kind of down to the wire and, uh, you know, he does eventually push with roaches, so I dive the main base with lings, and uh, I buy myself a little more time, and, uh, you know, it, it, eventually by the time he gets across, I'm actually in a pretty fantastic spot with Roach Ravager, 
plus one uh, speed almost done. You know, like I'm still kind of catching up, but if he's if he's being aggressive into me, that that's exactly what I want. If he's like as late as he was, right? So um, we managed to to pull out the win there, and uh, I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, that's that's really nice, dude. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of funny that you're talking about like having the links out on the field just to like make that person nervous because i know for a fact i get nervous whenever i start seeing stuff like that whenever like i I feel like i got damaged but all of a sudden there's still stuff out on the field and it's just like did i not get the amount of damage done that i thought i did like am i am i misreading the situation here and then suddenly like armies start to look twice as big as they should and it seems like supply clouds are like way over inflated it's just like a I don't know. It it makes me nervous to see stuff like that. Yeah, I think so I also think he had a he had a really big misread on not only the game state but also what I was doing because I'm pretty sure he was anticipating that I was going to go for mutas. Um so like he he did some like weird hydra tech choices um and he also what was the other thing that he Oh, oh yeah, he complained that I was all inning him too much. <laughs> <laughs> after uh after he deflected like three or four waves of ling bane and i was like bro you're winning like you're <laughs> you're ahead of i didn't type that to him but like <laughs> that's what i said out loud because i was like no no you're winning like do you not realize that you're like ahead in like every way like on economy and uh tech and like you can kill me in in 30 seconds if you leave your base um so i thought that was pretty hilarious but yeah, I, I think there were some questionable choices from him, but I also think that like I, I was very uh, happy to be in the situation I was. And again, a lot of it is me praying that he doesn't push me, you know, in that very early vulnerable place because uh, I would have had nothing. I would have had like 20 links and uh, like two queens to defend versus, you know, 14, 16 roaches. And yeah, I'm super, super not alive. Yeah, I remember you posting about that on Twitter because I, I remember... I, I do remember seeing it on Twitter. I thought it was like really funny and you know, it's, I don't know. Some, some ladder players just can't tell the difference between an all in and just trying to live. Yeah. Well, and like he was holding, like he wasn't dead when he typed it, you know, like he had a wall, like, you know, relatively solid. Like he had a wall filled in with like 12 roaches and I'm like, do you realize that like I haven't made anything else other than what has been in your base? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild, dude. But it, that's awesome that you managed to uh, turn it around and uh, use a little bit of deception, a few ruses to get yourself back into that game. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I I ran away with it, but I also am like, you know, like 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 I've been in that situation before where like I'm I'm I know I'm afraid, right? But I'm just waiting. I'm waiting to dive the links because I know that that's that's it's the best time is when he's halfway across. You just dive in. You buy yourself some time. Even if he doesn't turn all the way around, he'll at least like he'll like stutter step, kind of turn around and then not turn around. Um, And, you know, it's a, a situation that I have experienced before, you know. Well, uh, I guess that'll wrap it up for me. Uh, But uh, how's the ladder going for you, buddy? It's not terrible. I, I finally feel like I'm getting back into a fairly consistent practice schedule. And I actually do feel like I'm like starting to get back to where I was. Like we, we did take a rather nasty hit to our MMR 
Um, I, I think we dropped down to like just below 3.5 at one point, but we, we are climbing back up and a lot of my games, like even some of the losses feel decent. Like I kind of know what I did wrong. Um, yeah, like it, it's just not too bad. I feel really good in a lot of my games. Uh, I've also been facing a lot of Terrans, but thankfully TBT tends to be my bread and butter recently. It's, it's actually kind of funny because a lot of people come into my chat and they'll be like, oh, it's another TBT. Like, oh, that's that sucks for you. And I'm just like, I'm actually kind of happy with this. I'm, I'm glad that it's TBT central right now. It's like, yeah, sure. The games are going to be long and like they're going to be some annoying things that happen. And, you know, ladder Terrans tend to be rather wild. But, you know, I this is this, this is the matchup where I know how to deal with all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm fine with this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, having confidence in a matchup, even if it's a matchup, you're like, yeah, it's not the most exciting thing, but uh, I know how to do it. So uh, having confidence in a matchup is like so satisfying. And uh, I also know that feeling you're talking about where you're like, yeah, they could do some weird stuff, but I'm fine. You know, like I know their little devious little tricks or whatever. Like uh, it, it really feels good too when you just can uh have that kind of confidence yeah it, it, it's so weird because usually i can tell what kind of weirdness a terran is going to pull out like like I, I don't really get this during tvp and tvz but in tvt it's just like okay i know that they definitely made a starport before they're natural uh i'm gonna check and see what unit comes out of the starport oh it's a viking so it's not going to be dropped you know it, it like i feel like i have it mapped out pretty well and what my responses should be to each thing so it, I don't know, it, it, it just feels very natural to deal with any of the like inherent weirdnesses that could come with uh, facing anybody on the ladder. And like, even if it is, uh, you know, a fairly regular standard game, like I, I know a lot of the uh, ins and outs of finding weaknesses in Terran positions, like a, as much as people like to complain about, you know, tank lines and such is like there, there are weaknesses until you hit like Maru on the ladder. Yeah, no, I, I, I know that, like, the way I imagine it, because sometimes I feel this way in ZVT, where it's like, you just know the forks in the road, not only for yourself, but also for your opponent. And it's like, it feels such a, like, it, you feel so uh, in control, even if they're being weird. And uh, I don't know, sometimes it comes and goes, you know, for me, like, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I feel like, oh, I know what this Terran's going to do before he does it. And then sometimes I'm just like, I could never have imagined this being possible. <laughs> I mean, I, I still definitely get caught off guard from time to time. Like I had somebody play mass Banshee versus me, like mass cloak Banshee and also do like bio tank, which was really bizarre. But I mean, like even then it was just like, I just have to chill out and I'm pretty sure I can still win this. I mean, it's not something that I really get, especially with TVP. Like, uh, scouting Protosses feels like an enigma to me. Like, I, I know for a fact that my scouting could just be better. Like, it could just be better. But I, like, I still just, like, have difficulties with it. And you, sometimes you'll see me on stream. It's just like, no, I thought I scouted, but the, the, the tech I was looking for was 30 seconds late. This is terrible. Just, you know. Yeah, I also think that like scouting is so brutal sometimes because it's like 
you can have the idea but if you miss like the kicker you like it, it, your that general idea you had doesn't really matter you know like it's uh it's it's so it's so brutal just and it's that little tiny detail that you know you you might have expected but you just kind of missed um but yeah i i feel that i understand yeah it's you know um I mean, well, speaking of TVZ and TVP, uh, you know, it's my TVZ has actually felt like it's been improving. Like, I feel like I'm actually getting decent at the matchup again. Um, a lot of it came down to just like making sure to work on spending my money constantly as I'm building up because my TVZ opener is a very, very economic focused, focused opener, kind of with minimal units out on the field to scout and intercept anything coming in but i was terrible at actually spending that income and also dealing with the units out on the field so a lot of it came down to just like making sure that money gets spent and making sure that all of my tech was coming out on time and now the matchup's actually feeling pretty good for me that's good i know that i know that feeling where you fix one problem and like then you have like a fire hose worth of minerals that you're just like I'm I don't know what to what do I do with this like and like it's a good it's a good problem to have because you know you, you it means you're you're moving on to the next important detail you know so uh, that's that's always good that that's a good focus to get to you know yeah it's um it, it, it's it's funny to actually go back into my replays and just like watch whenever the minerals start to take up, it's just like, I know exactly what I'm doing right now. I am probably doing something with my Hellions in the third base and losing them, right? And I look over at the Zerg's third base, and I am indeed trying to do kill one drone with six Hellions. I'm just like, okay, yep, yep. That's uh, that's that's not what we should be doing here. Like, we're up a thousand minerals. We gotta do, we gotta fix that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, it's pattern recognition, all right? And that's that's good. That's a good thing for learning. Yeah, we are, I mean, we're, we're definitely doing better in the matchup now. That's good. Anything else you wanted to add just generally? Uh, TVP is still TVP. There's not much to say about it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I can go ahead and hop into like my highlights and lowlights, though, if you'd like to. Sure, sure. Go for it. So I'll start off with my lowlight. It was a TVP on Blackburn. This was just a bizarre game right from the start. Uh, I had a probe that was very insistent on trying to kill as many SCVs as possible. Like just con this is just weird, constant harassment. And usually there is a certain song and dance with the, uh, the scouting probe and like an SCV off the mineral line. And, you know, they dance around, like usually one of them isn't going to die, but this one's just like, I want, I want first blood. This is, this is my job. My scouting SCV gets across and finds out it's a forge first. So I was just like, so there's cannons somewhere, right? There's cannons in my base, right? And I like I start like looking everywhere in my base for cannons. There's no cannons. Uh, the SCV continues scouting and sees cannons in opponent's mineral lines. And I, I, I fell into the trap of dismissing a stupid build. It was almost instinctual. It's just like this is stupid. So I, I think I can I think I can do this. But as I was thinking about it, I was just like, oh, like this is probably turtle sky toss. This has to be like just a straight rush to sky toss. And I remember that uh, what I was told was like your first tank and a handful of Marines, just go for it and try to start sieging at the base. And I was just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, 
the problem is is that that only works if it's a cannon rush first and if they go straight into carrier uh opponent did not do that opponent went straight into void ray which again is something i haven't seen in a while so i get immediately cleaned up and that's when i start getting extremely extremely tilted and just start constantly throwing stuff at the Protoss player, trying to make anything happen because I don't want to play against Sky Toss. Um, and eventually, like you know, opponent takes their third base. I try to. I just. I'm just trying to make anything happen at this point. Like I, I, I throw like another seventy supply into the grinder. I'm just like I don't. I don't want to play this anymore. I just. I. I. I, I can't be here. And I just. I just leave the game because I was just. I was so disgusted with myself and just the fact that I let my opponent kind of get away with it. And I was just like, I, nah, this is not, this isn't the game for me. Well, I, I totally understand that sort of feeling. Uh, I also think it's like, you can have a really like good idea and like a good, uh, like push out, like, like, you know, in theory, like that's a good idea, but then it's also like when that fails, sometimes you just keep doing it you know like like sometimes you, you're still you're still doing the same idea even though like it actually like even gets a to be a worse idea the more you keep doing it but i i've definitely been in that situation where like the first headbutt was like pretty okay and then like the second and third headbutts are just like terrible like like a hundred times worse than your initial one but like it's it's what I've already decided to do, you know. Like it's what I've already determined is my solution to this problem, and uh, yeah, it's uh, you just dig yourself into a deeper hole, and uh, yeah, it it happens. And I've definitely done that versus carriers as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, the worst thing was is that like as I was doing like this headbutt after headbutt, I was just getting laser focused on the headbutting aspect of the game and not the act the the follow up portion where I actually make a decent number of Marines and I get my upgrades on time and I get my bases on time and I get my production on time. Like all of that stuff is falling to the wayside. I'm just like, I am so sick and tired. I, and the funny thing is like, I haven't faced Sky Toss in a while. I was just already sick and tired of Sky Toss coming into the game. <laughs> and yeah, that, so that all of that fell apart and the headbutts just like stopped working. But yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the low light of the night. The highlight is actually it's really the beginning stages of a game that I was proud of for this. Uh, the like later in the game doesn't particularly matter. But uh, a, a few weeks ago, I got coached by Vindicta, and he was showing me the proper way to actually deal with like a five roach or like a four roach or like a roach ravager timing where opponent like rushes it out as quickly as possible. He's just like okay, so you don't actually need a second barracks. You can wait on your second gas, and you need to put a bunker right at the top of the ramp where your barracks should be. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, that sounds good. Cut to this game. Uh, I immediately, immediately scout the uh, the Roach Warren going down. I'm just like, oh, this is it. This is, this is, what, this is what Vindicta was talking about. I slapped my... Uh, my bunker down i'm cranking out marines i'm getting a cyclone i'm getting my uh i'm getting i'm getting my uh my natural my starport i think my third even went down on time which was amazing 
um, we just completely negated this roach push. Like, I don't even think he really got an SCV kill, which is usually fairly common with these type of builds. It's just like you get at least a couple of SCVs while they're repairing the bunker. But no. And from there, we just... From there, like, the, the game was still a little bit scuffed on my end. Like, there's still, like, a lot of uh, macro stuff that I was just kind of slipping on. But then again, like, it was a weird start to the game, so I'm, I'm kind of happy that we got to that stage at all. And we actually managed to... We we actually did manage to pull it through at the end of the day. We, we got the dub. Nice. Nice. I mean, I think that's also, like... I don't know, getting those responses down is, is so satisfying too, because if you know the exact right response, not only do you shut it down, like you slam the door on it, you know, like you really um, just just feel incredible about that position. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I think it's also like, you know, you can be mad about what happened, you know, later in the mid game or whatever, but it's also like, there's an alternate universe where you just straight up lost to that roach attack earlier, right? Like... <laughs> So um, that's always good to to get that uh, that kind of response, especially if it's, you know, such a specific response, because, you know, there's all sorts of specific things that you have to do for specific scenarios and um, being able to do it is uh, it's very satisfying. So good stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely. It, the, the funny thing was, is that uh, like I, I nailed the response to a point where even the opponent was just like just threw everything up the ramp and died. And I got excited, and it was just there was a part of my mind that was just like, okay, now what? <laughs> I was just like, I was I was trying to remember what, like, I it, it took a second for the gears to start turning for what the follow up actually was, and it, even then it was like it's still a little bit weird and wonky, but it, it was still way more serviceable than what my opponent was dealing with at the time. So I I'm super happy with the fact that I managed to get the response down, and then the response to the response will be up next. Yeah, I think that's hilarious, too, because it's like you're using all of your mental energy for like this specific thing in front of you. And then the dust settles and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm still in this game. Like there's there's, <laughs> there's like there's like other things like later that I have to now think about because like your whole mind was just like trying to retrieve the exact words that Vindicta said to you, you know. And uh, yeah, well, hey, good job. Uh, you got that part mostly down. I'm sure you'll. I don't know, probably face something like that in the future and maybe you'll have a better stepping stone for the next part. Oh, undoubtedly. Uh, I'm more concerned about the cannon and the mineral line. That's going to haunt me for a few days. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that'll happen. That'll happen. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much all I had for my ladder experience. If you'd like to uh, hop to a topic, we can go ahead and do that. Sure. All right, guys. So... Uh, Yes, we, we have talked about practice before, but this is an enormous, enormous topic that could be covered for days and days and hours and hours of chatting. There are so many intricate little details that we can go into about it. And honestly, we felt like it was time to come back and, you know, give it another shot, go over some different things maybe. So, uh, Dan, if you'd like to go ahead and kick it off for us. So, I don't know, like... I think this is also one of these topics that like could just be like substituted for like the title of our show, right? Like, <laughs> like everything we're talking about is like practice <laughs> and improvement. So like it, it, it always fits in, you know? Um, but I don't know. I was, I was thinking about this and I was thinking about like, 
what what separates like good practice from like bad practice for me because like some days I feel like I have really good practice you know like some days I feel like things are clicking uh, I'm improving I'm making adjustments or I'm realizing the adjustments that I need to make um, I feel like I'm you know uh, processing like new things in a way that's like uh, very productive and then uh, other times I'm just like, yeah, I played games and it's the matchup I'm working on, but like, it was all right. Like, you know, like I, I really, like, I was really thinking about it because like, I don't know, man, sometimes I just feel like I don't know why it's not as good on some days than it is on others. Um, and, uh, I was thinking about this cause I, I played some games with Flapjack the other day. I, I just... Like it was practice, yes, but like, was it the best practice I've had in like in like a week or two? I'm like, no, it was really bad compared to the other like practice repetitions I had. And I was like trying to think about like why it just didn't feel good. And, and you know, there are a couple things that I could point to. Like, like for one, is that like Flapjack was always very annoying with his first two adepts, and like it's just a a pacing thing. You know, like it's just a. A pacing thing where I'm like oh shit adepts and then like I have to deal with that and then I have to go back to droning and macroing and like it's just I had to take that weird like oh god sort of moment and it just made me so like the rest of the game I just feel like I'm just kind of flailing around like like and again it's two adepts right it's not it's not the end of the world but they get in they get a little more value than than I'd want them to uh, I go, damn it, I don't have any links for this. Uh, I go, oh, I'm out of position for this. Like, and uh, it, it's hard for me to get a, uh, I don't know, a recentering, you know, in, in that sort of circumstance. But it's like, it's still, it's still practice, right? Like, it's still good practice because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I just need to like know that he has two adepts coming across. Like, I also just need to see them as they shade in as opposed to like after they're already shaded in my mineral line, right? And, and uh, I don't know, sometimes it's, there's just so many moving pieces to it and, and you don't know what's gonna make it good or what's gonna make it bad. I, the other thing too is that like, I have other game, like I had other games like the previous week where like I felt like I was a, a god, you know? And like I had a game that I won versus Helium Bunny and uh, <laughs> and she she left the game before I could show that I had already made mutas, like as the the kicker, like <laughs> I was like, like I was like, oh my god, I won the I won the game, and I didn't even need to use my my kicker to like get her out of the game. Like they didn't even spawn, and I was like, I'm a little disappointed that I didn't get to use them. But it's also like, yeah, dude, like you were crushing it with the the Link Bane Rav, you know, and it's like. Yeah, man, that's that's pretty sick. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's a little off topic, I guess, but uh, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's different. Like you can you can be working on things and and they can still have different like quality of practice. So I don't know if you have anything on that. Yeah, so I don't know. I this is something that I've been thinking about a decent amount recently, and this kind of falls into like a a live practice sort of scenario where both both players are going to kind of do whatever they're going to do. I remember back in high school, whenever I did wrestling, uh, we like our first hour would be uh, drills where we would basically, our coach would pair us up and we'd say like, okay, we're going to do, you're going to do 10 double leg takedowns and you're going to do 10 single leg takedowns. You're going to do 10 tree trunks. You're going to do 10 throws. You're going to, you know, you would do that over and over and over again. 
then we would do like down positions, up positions, all that kind of stuff. But we would just be constantly doing stuff like that. Um, then for the last half of practice, what we would do are the live drills where we would actively be wrestling. And, you know, we, we didn't particularly know what the other person was going to do. Like we've been drilling double leg takedowns all day. So maybe it would be that, but you know, they could possibly throw in a single leg takedown or like some of the veteran wrestlers might be doing some really advanced shit that, you know, some of the younger guys didn't actually know about. And that's, that's kind of how I feel about some of these like practice matches uh, in Starcraft too. Like your opponent could do something that you're not particularly expecting. Like I know that, whenever I practice with Protoss players a lot, like I get, like I would be hit with disruptor drops quite frequently. And it, it, it was a very, very nice practice for actually being able to deal with it. And then when I started seeing it on the ladder more, it was just like, Oh yeah, I got this. This is no problem. Like it still like surprised me every once in a while, but they weren't like nearly as accurate. They weren't nearly as fast and they weren't nearly as active. So I was just like, okay, well I'm used to facing this, from other people so i'm kind of fine with it and i you do you did mention helium bunny uh, a little bit and she is very she knows her build orders very well and she likes to switch it up for practice a lot it's like during these live games like i am it's kind of practicing how to read your opponent and how to kind of counter anything that could come your way it's that's that's kind of what i'm trying to get to this it's this it's kind of a reactive a reactive uh practice yeah so this is actually a like a like a documented thing in motor learning i don't know if i've said this before but so there's a difference between a closed a closed skill and an open skill environment right so a closed skill is something like you're uh shooting a free throw right you're hitting a golf ball off a tee, right? Like it's it's just you doing that thing and just if you can do it, you know, like and, and yeah, there's execution stuff, there's like physical cues, there's there's all sorts of stuff in there. But then you contrast that to something more open, which is like wrestling or like, you know, trying to find a three pointer through a defense, right? You're adding these components of external uh forces and um it's it's always going to be dramatically more challenging in a uh, open open skill environment, right? And I think everything uh, has components of that where it's either closed or it's open or it kind of can be both. And I think that one of the hardest things for StarCraft is is that kind of tying it all together kind of thing, right? Where it's like, yes, I can do a build versus an AI and I can do it very nicely, right? But how do how does that change when I actually have six Hellions killing my creep tumors, right? Like not even killing my drones, right? Not even like getting in and, and doing damage to me in the game state, but like just being there and being something that like I have to look at and I have to be aware of, right? Just adding that little open com- component drastically changes what I'm doing, like just droning and doing the build, right? Um, and I think this is the other thing of like being like a well-rounded player is so, so challenging in StarCraft because you basically have to be good at everything and you also have to, you know, avoid these fatal mistakes. You have to understand the game on a certain level. You have to understand your opponent on a certain level 
and you also have to understand like your own game plan on a certain level right and, and uh it, it's just it, the the piecing it together is like such a big project for me too and i i always joke around about this whenever anyone asks me a question about something and i'm like well it depends like i don't know <laughs> you know like because because every 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 problem has a solution but like for any situation, there could be a number of solutions that could work, right? And you can look at a solution and be like, yeah, it's not ideal to hold this with banelings, but like you can definitely do it, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and I think it's just, uh, it's it's these little tiny things that, that kind of add together, you know? No, yeah, absolutely. Um, usually, like before I start actually like playing games of StarCraft Two, I would do a lot of these, like like you were saying, these closed loop uh practice things where you know i would play against the ai or i would do like marine split challenge or i would do something like uh mouse accuracy drills or stuff like that um this will be the only time that you hear me talk bad about an opponent on this podcast but the ai ai is kind of an idiot ai is kind of bad um (laughs) they are like every once in a while like yes the elite ai will cheese you but it's still not a great cheese. It's like and a Wings of Liberty one base play. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and it's it's very telegraphed. It's re- it's really easy to tell when it's coming. Um, that's not something that you're really going to see that much in a live game of StarCraft. Like, there's little like bits of deception that your opponent can pull, like hiding uh, tech structures away. Or they could be like harassing you with these with like a lot of units or something. And that's not to say that like drilling those or like drilling your build order against an AI is a bad thing. It's absolutely not a bad thing. It's one of those kind of stepping stones to, you know, have your build tuned in well enough to like take it to the ladder and still, you know, be able to execute it. But you're still going to get some of these outside forces that are going to play onto that, and it's it's going to start it's going to show because your builds are still are going to be a little bit less tuned because you're having to deal with another person like doing things as well, and uh, that's kind of where you start to tune it in those live games. Yeah, I, I think it's also like I when I play versus the AI, I try to pretend that the AI is a lot better than it actually is where like again i usually keep it on like easy just so i can do my build and not have to like metagame a weird ai build or something but like um one of the things that they always do is they always just do this random push at like five or six minutes just like with like a stalker a mortal and like a sentry and two zealots or something like it's hilarious weird unit comp um but whenever i see that like push out from their base i respond to it like basically like it's like a charge lot all in or something right or maybe not that extreme but i respond to it as like a dedicated pressure or something right and it's like i go i say oh shit i pull my queens back from the edges of creep i pull my units you know together i start making roaches even though like i don't honestly need them but it's like this is what i would do if i saw an army that was like scary right like like as a zerg there's a lot of oh shit moments in your build sometimes and that's exactly what i would do i would make sure my queens are there i would make sure my units are together i would maybe even pull my injecting queens off of the hatchery to to go to my fighting queens um there's all sorts of these like little responses that uh, I, I practice these responses because in a game, having 
being able to do that quickly is is actually going to save your ass in, in a lot of them, right? Uh, and I think that it's it's just a way of making this kind of uh, very you know one dimensional practice versus the AI a little bit more uh, in depth and a little bit more reactionary, right? It's still I'm still faking it, right? I'm still like kind of just practicing the like can I pull my queens from the edge you know like uh, but it certainly makes me react to things even if I'm still dying to it I can still have that kind of knee-jerk reaction uh, to something like that you know yeah absolutely it that's something that I try to do as well whenever I practice against the AI because usually like you know I'm a very timing oriented person and usually my first timing is going to kill the AI like for sure um, but I, I really prefer to just like have it get to their to their side of the map and then just not really do anything with it and like pull it back. And it, it does get kind of tricky because like they're not actually engaging and you're not actually losing units. So you're maxing out a little bit quicker than you would in the live game. So it's not like perfect practice, but it, it, it's still a good way to like warm up and to like just drill that first build order. Oh yeah, I've definitely I've definitely done that too. Where like I'm just trying to hit my roach max out, and then uh, I'm killing the AI, but then I stop at the natural and pull back and be like, okay, let's pretend there's like eight tanks here <laughs> or something like something that stops me cold in my tracks, you know? Like, and it does happen. Uh, so then I just stop at the natural and I turn around and I practice my transition, right? Which is like, okay, infestation pit two two. Like, let's work our way to eight gas and vipers. Like, um, and again, I'm I'm. Uh, you know, at a place where that kind of reaction is a lot more, uh, a lot more stable for me. And it just practicing that sequence of events also prevents me from, uh, you know, getting stuck in those ruts where I'm like, no, we keep headbutting until we win sort of thing. Because it's also the practice of like, just disengaging and being like, all right, <laughs> you know, like, all right, and, and just leaving. And, and it's, Again, I don't know if this is like, like, this is practice, but it's also I'm practicing for a real situation that is uh, definitely possible and definitely does happen. But it's also mostly in my imagination, because I know that it's a problem for me uh, to keep headbutting and to keep like, nonstop happening, like nonstop uh, attacking, you know? I mean, I, I do something very similar, where it's like, I focus exclusively on that first the first timing attack and then after that it's just like macro cycles constantly i honestly don't know if that helps with my tunnel vision visioning honestly because like once you hit a live opponent it's the adrenaline starts to hit really quick uh it's a completely different feeling fighting the ai versus fighting an actual opponent in my opinion but i i still feel like it's it does help you get kind of get into that mindset at least a little bit where you know you you kind of start to actively think about like okay this is this has happened i should do my macro and then you know continue on from there yeah and and i also think that there are a lot of things in starcraft that like you like like this is also cuz because starcraft is like so physical and like so like you have to mechanically do things. Like if you want to do a baneling run by, like you have to practice putting lings in the corner, taking them off your control group, morphing the banes, clicking them in, and like, you know, that itself is one thing. Again, it's not very hard. You put lings there, you hold down the morph key, 
and then you remember that they're there and click them in. But like, if any one of those things goes wrong, that that attack just doesn't happen, right? Like if you forget that they're there, if you don't hotkey them correctly, uh, if you just like don't ever click them in and you just leave them there, like those are all ways to like screw up that attack. So I also like I'm I love doing AI stuff because it gives me repetitions on simple things like that which again are not challenging to do but doing them in sequence is what makes them be a lot more viable in in games like and even for like stuff like when i was doing like dropper lord stuff like i would do that versus the ai because for me i was like i literally am not good at hitting the unload key like 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 i barely use that hotkey for anything ever so for me to get the repetition of morphing the dropper lords and then using the correct unload uh, button, like that's that's something I had to do a bunch of times before I could be like, yes, I can do this in a game without thinking about it a whole lot or without screwing it up in some other way, right? And, and again, it's it's kind of this this uh, getting these repetitions to where it almost becomes a little more mindless than uh, it is initially, right? And again, that's a repetition thing. That's a practice thing. And I also think you can apply that to a lot more complicated things as well, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely lays like the building blocks for doing these things in the live game. I, I know that when I first started doing like Widow Mind Drops versus Protoss, you know, like I, I would do it in like an empty custom. I would get the Mind Drop out and it, at, at some point it was kind of like the only thing that i was focusing on like i, I didn't particularly think about the follow-up too much or you know the macro cycles that should be going on behind that but you know i would just get the mind drop out and i would drop it we then i started playing against actual opponents who started test basically testing me on that it's just like all right well what are you going to do now that there's like two stalkers in your base like you know, I initially like I would forget that the widow mind drop is there, or you know I would still remember it's there, but I wouldn't be doing the uh, the correct things to back that uh, aggression up. So then it kind of became uh, I, I would go back to the drawing board and I would drill the widow mind drop again, but I would try and do these other things as well. It's just like okay, well you know I should make sure that my bunker's down on time. I should make sure that I'm still building SCVs. Probably shouldn't actually look at the explosions as they're happening that's probably a good thing to do you know but it, it, it was it's kind of funny because like every time i would go i would drill something and then take it to a live game i would find other things that i needed to focus on in order to make that build better and it kind of became like this uh on the like a weird positive feedback loop where i would just like find new concepts that i had to drill as part of the widow mind drop yeah, and I think that like there's there's a certain amount of experience and a certain type of practice that you can never really replicate like on your own, right? Um, and I think a lot of the things that I've been talking about are things where I try to make it more realistic, but at the same time, like it'll never compete to a thinking, breathing opponent in in the same way. And uh, even for stuff like when I was doing the five roach sort of thing, is that like there are so many ways for Terrence to deal with it, you know, and, and some are going to be better. Some are going to be worse. Some are just straight up wrong, you know? Um, but it, it's also like how I navigated that and like how I learned from that just from doing it over and over and over again is I learned so much about 
the correct way for them to do it, the wrong way for them to do it, the this isn't ideal, but it'll still kind of work sort of way for them to deal with it. And it's just um, like like you just learn you get such a depth of knowledge from from getting the repetitions on something like that. And, um, you know, oh, okay, they're pulling the boys. Okay, if they're pulling the boys in this direction, how do I get a better deal out of this? It's like, okay, well, next time I'm in their base, I'm never going to stand between their mineral line and their natural mineral line, right? Like, I'll always be, like, off of that line so they can't, like, phase through me, you know? like, And it's little details like that, which also just add to my execution of pulling that off because it's also i just know that like yeah don't stand there uh if you can just stand a little bit off so that when they try to mineral walk into you they can't and it's not as good yeah some some things that you can really only grind in live games which is why you know having practice partners is such a like massive boon if you can you know find a good group of people to practice with um you know, the two of us actually have, we're, we're part of a practice group called NSGSL where it's basically a lot of kind of like diamond low masters players that get together and every once in a while, like we'll, uh, we'll just make a call out and see if anybody's around to actually, actually practice. And it's, it, it really helps a lot, especially if you're practicing against people who are better than you they will not let you get away with some of the stuff that your latter opponents will let you get away with. And it's actually kind of crazy to see. Um, like I, I've, I've played like just way better players that would just punish me for every little mistake. And eventually I started like fixing those mistakes. And, you know, when I hit, started hitting the ladder again, it was incredible to see how much different the matchup would feel. Yeah. It's definitely like, uh, I don't know it just the, the tempo feels so much more elevated when i'm playing someone who's better than me and, and that tempo can kind of carry over to my own games and sometimes i feel like i'm just i'm just ahead you know i'm just <laughs> i've just like it, it's weird because like it's rare i rarely feel like you know every once in a while i feel like oh i'm playing faster than my opponent you know but like if i've been getting beat up on in in uh custom games and like losing like five or six in a row i don't feel fast at the time it's only when i go back and i'm like oh i am actually like pretty okay here like you know and it's just it's a really nice feeling and uh it, it really it also shows me how much like it's it's a tempo thing and it's a rhythm thing i have to elevate my own tempo honestly just to like tread water sometimes and, and that kind of force kind of nudging me actually just it, it it makes me faster in a way that like I wouldn't have noticed otherwise. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't have noticed it uh, in the same way. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, th the funny thing is, is that um, whenever I would get coaching, especially if I was showing uh, Vindicta, like games that were customs between friends, uh, like he would look at it and just be like, it, it, "It seems like you're really you're playing better." in these games than you are in your latter games which is you know it, that kind of feels like confirmation that that is indeed the case that you, you do get a little bit of an extra push whenever you're playing with uh you know like your practice partners and whatnot it, it maybe there's a little bit of kind of a pride on the line it's just like oh man if i could beat this person you know that that's just gonna make my day or you know even more simple it's just being like oh if i can get this advantage over them that would be awesome 
but yeah, it, it really does feel like you play a little bit better, a little bit uh, more efficiently. Uh, <laughs> I actually have a funny story about that. Uh, I, I played a few customs with Shu Yi uh, a few days ago. And if you don't know, she was a uh, former guest on the uh, on the podcast, and she's a fantastic Masters Terran player now. And usually I go for like this three-tank push where I just go and try to either deny or punish a third base that the Terran takes. And she really put me in my place every single game when I tried to go for this push because she, she was faster at getting the third and also locking it down. And usually like the latter Terran players that I face, you know, it's not... It's not great. The the time is usually fairly late, so it's just like oh god, like I, so it, it kind of forced me to like have to like use my ravens better or make sure that I'm not just like walking blindly into tanks and whatnot. So you know, it 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 taught me to like kind of play smarter and not make some of these like stupid little mistakes. Yeah, I think I think this is also like for practice in general in starcraft is that it's sometimes <laughs> sometimes you win too early to get good practice you know like sometimes you just you crush them and it's like okay well that, cool i guess like <laughs> like again like i'm i'm happy i got the win but it's also like you know I, there there are situations where what i did like would not have won me this game or like it probably shouldn't have won me this game like and, it, and it's one of these things that i always have in mind too because sometimes you know i just win with my first sometimes you just win with your little first attack right it's low commitment i'm like still trying to get my stuff together but i'm like oh let's go across and let's do stuff and then i win the game and i'm like okay well if if i didn't win right there I would have kept doing this and like, you know, then I'll inject, then I'll get my upgrades. Then I'll like keep my production up. I'll take a fourth. And it's like those things that like, I, I always do this like after the game is over, because I know that for every time I win a game like that, there's going to be games where I completely get deflected and still have to uh, pivot or transition or just be like, yeah, drone up to 70, take some more gases and, and kind of go from there. Right. And, and it's like, again, it, it goes back to this, like being well-rounded and being like, uh, constantly aware of where you should be going, even if you are uh, doing better than expected or your opponent is doing worse than expected, like you can still find a way to get good practice and, and understanding from that, you know? No, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And that, that used to be like a sticking point for me um, for a while. It's just like, oh no, like my first attack didn't work like what do i do now and you kind of like flounder your way into the late game and your tech would be late or your upgrades would be late but you know uh having the like having the due diligence to just like drill it in uh like in empty customs like when these transitions should be happening or you know playing against other players that are better than me like really really trying to nail in some of these like some of these timings that i should have just like oh yeah you should if you're in a tvz you should probably have your ghost academy like at 10 minutes it should probably be done and you should probably like start making ghosts um stuff like that really really does help out okay let me ask you this do you do you have something that like you knew was a repeated mistake and something you really had to practice or you had to really specifically focus on it or practice it in a specific way that you were able to do or not able to do, or I don't know. What, what do you got? 
Yeah, I, I would say engaging into late game Protoss armies, but also learning to learning when to multi prong and how to multi prong going into the late game. That's a that's a, probably the bigger one. Yeah, I think late game stuff is really challenging too, just because there's like there's so many different ways to arrive at it, and there's so many different ways that like. <laughs> Like, well, I'm here, you know, like, <laughs> and like, sometimes you're behind, sometimes you're like super far ahead. Sometimes it's, it's even, and sometimes it's, you know, it's the last thing that actually makes the difference. And, and I think that that's, that's always a challenge, just getting to this, this high tech composition, because you don't know what your opponent's going to have. You don't know how they're going to have gotten there. Uh, and it's, it's such a blending of everything together. But um, is there anything specific you did to practice that? So I actually had friends watch some of my replays and they, they were, they would be like, you know, they would give me tips. Like, so like at once you hit like 180 supply, start breaking off units to go and be aggressive on one side of the map and then push with the other side. Um, and then I, I would just do that. I would just try to get to that point in the game and then just, just do it if I could. And I would send the replay in, and they would give me more tips on it. So I would try to like try to like do those tips as well. Um, and it, this this is actually like a current work in process for me. It's still something that I, I'm trying to do better. And you know, it's it, it's going, it's going. I still have just a lot of work to do, but just constantly trying to keep that in mind as I start to hit the late game and, you know, a, an excessive supply count. It's just like break off some and, you know, use that as a distraction and push with the other side. Yeah, no, I think that's a pretty tough one to practice too, just cause like it's, again, there's, there's going to be a lot of factors in, in as far as how you got there, but that's, that's a, that's a tough one for sure. Yeah. The funny thing was, is that when I initially was trying to do it, I would already have like a separate hotkey for a bunch of units. Uh, like I would be trying to do the multi-prong stuff too early, so I'd already have that that hotkey set up. But now I'm having to uh, steal from my main army and make another hotkey. And I've never realized like how much I struggle to do stuff like that. Like it's it's so slow for me right now just to like pick off a couple of, a handful of units and then send them away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I also, uh, I know that feeling when, like, it feels clunky to start, and, and it really, uh, I, I this is hilarious, because I've gotten to this point where if I get lings into the natural, automatically I have lings in the main as well, right? Like, especially ZVP, like, it just, it's become so fluid for me, like, just, okay, lings get in, cool, 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 I'm gonna hit my dumping key, and we're gonna click in the main, and boom, I have created two problems, and, uh, it's I'm literally just pressing a button, right? Like, <laughs> right? Like, like it's not it's not complicated, but being able to do it like very quickly and responsively is is such a powerful thing. And uh, yeah, man, it, it feels good when you get multi prongs going. No, yeah, absolutely. I'll go ahead and turn the question over to you. Uh, is there something that you've had to actively practice? Yeah. So, so one of the things I was thinking about, and, and it's it's one of these skills where I feel like it's. It's kind of ambiguous and it's very situational, but I feel like I've gotten a lot better at it. Is is, uh, it's kind of this like recovery phase, uh, as far as my macro is concerned, where um, I have to reset everything, right? So, it, I, I noticed that I would be in these games and I would have, 
there would be harass or there would be damage or you know there would be hellions in my base and i'm moving drones around i'm doing the ring around the rosy on the hatch or, or whatever right there, there's all sorts of things um but i noticed that i would stay in these games and i would never fix what had changed right so i would have one out of three on both gases I would have uh, a random amount of drones there. You know, I'm like 10 out of 16 or something like that. Uh, and, and I would never like get back to that. So I, I kind of realized um, that, that fixing things after harass is is just as important of as having like a good defense to it, right? And uh, it's something like I feel my recoveries are a lot smoother. Um, and as far as practice, practicing for that is that I just because it's so situational all i had to all i did honestly was like just have a big awareness of this is you have to fix this <laughs> like 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 you're you're just you're missing the gas geysers that you already took and you, you just have worse money situation right um and you know just getting the practice of like you know clicking on the geyser shift clicking the two off clicking the other one, shift clicking the two off, putting them back on minerals, putting them back on the natural, putting them back on the third, like spreading them out. It's just like a check that I had to do. And again, I run into situations where I take damage to harass all the time, right? Banshees, Hellions, whatever. Like uh, there's a lot of ways to have my mineral lines disrupted, but just getting the repetitions of getting the, the drones back is like, it, it feels powerful. And I feel like I get myself out of situations just from having... Uh, a little bit more of a uh, peppy, peppy recovery, right? Like I'm also, I'm also at the point now where like sometimes I'm putting the drones back as the last Hellions die because I'm like, all right, it's one Hellion, it's fine. <laughs> like, like it'll, it'll die by the time the drones get back to to mining. Like, um, and it, it just, uh, it's, it's nice because then I don't have to think about it and I can go back to doing uh, whatever it is I'm doing. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and it's definitely. Uh... Having like a a resettling period is super super important. Like that, I remember. Um, actually, you know, I I still have issues with that. Honestly, sometimes I get into this mindset where I'm just like, "Oh, I took damage. I got to do something. I got to go and I got to go kill my opponent right now." And then you know, just kind of throw it away. And when realistically, all I need to do is just like drop some mules, rebuild some SCVs, try to recuperate any damage possible. And then, you know, build up and go because uh, a lot of the time, like stuff like that isn't even like game ending damage, I would say. It's just it's just there to like throw you off of your game or to get like a little bit of damage done. But it can have like enormous repercussions if you let it. Yeah, it, it's, it's hilarious because like it's it's not game ending damage on itself. But if you lose like if you. <laughs> If you are self-denying the gas geysers just because you never put back on them, then it then it maybe is game-ending damage. But it's also like, yeah, man, that's that's like on me. Like I did that. I'm the guy who didn't put it back on gas. Like, like it's not even the attack. It's the fact that the attack like just discombobulated me. You know, like and, and I think fighting fighting the the uh, discombobulation in StarCraft is like it's so challenging in in, in almost every situation. It's it's always a challenge and. and um it's it's just it's tough man it's tough to get the reps in too you know and it's tough to just have this uh kind of built in you know yeah i mean well it 
it also comes down to the fact that the discombobulation can come in so many different form factors. It's just like, it could be like a battle cruiser in the early game, or it could be uh, like a doom drop in the late game. It's the, there's, there's so many things that could happen that can throw you off of your game that, you know, it, it takes a little bit of getting used to, to realize some of those situations and then just have a moment where you just take a breath to yourself and then try to resettle and, uh, figure out what you have and what you can do. Yeah, I think with that, we actually are coming up on time. So go ahead and ask you, Dan, do you have anything uh, going on coming up? Uh, you know, hey, I'm doing the regular business as usual, uh, you know, streaming, streaming the ladder here and there. Uh, I'm also still posting some stuff on TikTok. Uh, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, it's it's fun. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's uh it's a lot of editing work, but uh, I don't know. It's it's an interesting, different uh, venture for me. So uh, if you want to check that out, that's out there. And uh, yeah, other than that, just uh, trying my best, trying to make the bugs, and uh, you know, always enjoy having these chats with you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely check out his uh, YouTube channel. He has a lot of uh, great supplementary material there. Um, what was your most recent video? Oh, I did one on ladder, ladder anxiety. It's a, it's a broad topic that applies to many people. So, uh, you know, Hey, oh yeah, I, I, I still suffer from ladder anxiety. The links will be in the uh, description of this podcast. Uh, it'll be out on uh, Spotify and Apple podcast this upcoming Friday. Uh, with that being said, good luck, have fun out there, and we will see you later.